Hello and welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, today I want to talk about the power of prayer. That's right, the power of prayer. Prayer is probably one of the least areas where Christians put their time in, along with reading the Word of God. And it is one of the most powerful mechanisms, most powerful ways that God has given us to commune with Him. Prayer is real. Prayer works. And it saves people's lives. I want to start off with a story. It's a story that God used to show me the power of prayer. We had two gentlemen in my church that were very, very ill. And I had prayed and had got some feedback from the church because I don't pray like regular people in the church pray. I pray differently. I sing my prayers in some cases. And the Holy and so I felt a little self-conscious after that. And I was sitting in the pew when the Holy Spirit told me to pray for these two gentlemen. And I waited. I waited until, you know, I thought it was a, not a lot of people around, whatever. Whatever excuse that I wanted to make up, I didn't get up and immediately obey like I should have. Well, one of the gentlemen left the church, and I was not able to get to him. The other gentleman was still there, and I got, went up to him, wrapped my arms around him, and prayed as God had instructed me to do. The gentleman that did that I missed died. The gentleman that I prayed for is still alive today. My one of my cousins, my second cousin, she's the daughter of my first cousin, had an aneurysm and was rushed to the hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, Crystal. And Everybody moaning and groaning, and I went into prayer along with my cousin Grace. We have like spirits. We have like faith. And we stood in the gap for Crystal while everybody else was with their mouths putting her in the grave. We stood in the gap and said she will live and not die. I received that in my spirit. I pronounced it, the word of God, out of my mouth, and I prayed she will live and not die. And please, of course, people call me trying to get me to, to moan and groan with them. And I said, no, she will live and not die. Then they took her off of life support. Everybody, oh, they're going to take her off of life support. I said, she will live and not die. Crystal is off life support and she's living. She is breathing on her own and she does, and she is not dying. Power of prayer. There are all kinds of prayers. There's, there's the prayer of supplication. There's the prayer of thanksgiving. There's the prayer of, of agreement. That's a very powerful prayer. 
That's when you have two people come in agreement, right? As one. But the most powerful, powerful prayer is the corporate prayer of a church. If you can get the body of Christ to unify in the word of God and pray. Wow. (laughs) You will see heaven move earth. Prayer is real. And we are going to have to get to the point where we understand that life and death is in the power of our tongue. I have been under severe attack physically, emotionally, these last few weeks. And to the point where I literally <laughs> had to, my son had to lift me out of my the tub, bathtub one time because my body was racked with pain. I uh, got out of bed and collapsed on the floor and had to crawl to the to use the bathroom. This has not been an easy time for me, and I have been very ill. But I know who my redeemer is, and I and I also know the things I need to do. Take my medication. Take I take um, aspirin for my heart, and um, I try to keep the stress level down. But I've been under a lot of severe, severe stress. And so I've had to pray. One of the most powerful prayers, and this came straight out of the the spirit woman in me. It was definitely not not me. I had a major deadline to do. I had two major deadlines. I finished one major deadline and then I turned around and did another one. And I, in order for me to meet that deadline, I literally almost sat in the chair for 24 hours straight, not knowing that the blood circulation had was cut off from my left leg. So when I got up, I literally had blood was rushing back to my left leg. And you, yes, it was excruciating. And I called one of my prayer warriors, Gwen Lee, who has a ministry almost 25 years now, Upper Room Prayer Ministries, a serious prayer warrior. And she was on the line with me as I moaned and cried. And as I cried in severe pain, out of my spirit came thanksgiving. Out of my spirit came praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Daddy God. You ain't by. Thank you, Lord God, Holy Spirit. I went into thanksgiving. I went into praise. I've worshiped. Through all that pain, it took about 72 hours for my leg to be restored. But it was prayer that saved me. I look at the mass shooting that just recently happened in uh, Michigan. And my daughter, who is a student well, was a student. She's in college now at Ricker High School. Said, Mom, that young man went to Ricker High School. She talked to him. Several other young people talked to the young man. They could tell he was a little kind of loner, kind of off. And they were very sensitive to that. And so they reached out and talked to him every now and then. But I prayed. 
I would pass by my children's high school. I would pass by my children's middle school. I would pass by the school and I started praying. I prayed for their high school. I prayed for the middle school. I prayed for, once I started with their school, I prayed for all the schools. I prayed for all the students. I prayed for all the teachers in Tallahassee, Florida. And I, that was a constant thing that I did. I prayed. I plead the blood of Jesus over these high schools. I plead the blood of Jesus over the elementary and the middle schools. I prayed. I prayed, I guess, to the point that that young man was uprooted out of Rickers, out of Tallahassee, out of the state of Florida, and was deposited in Michigan. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is real. I know that many times I should be dead. But for the prayer of my mother, my grandmother, the prayer of my the saints, the prayer of my pastors, I'm alive. I mean, there's always some type of arduous thing going on around me. And, and to people that I love and I'm in prayer. I stay bathed in prayer because prayer is real. It is real. And we as the body of Christ and you as listeners need to get back into your prayer closet or get back into your prayer chair or get back somewhere where you have intimacy with God. And you begin to pray. It will make a difference. I have one of my um, one of my colleagues, one member of my church. I he listened to a lot of the stories that she would tell me, and they were all so depressing. There was so no, no favor, right? So I had a prayer favor that um, Pastor um, Doctor Bill Winston in Chicago, Illinois, gave me. And I gave it to her. And I said, start praying the prayer of favor. And she started praying the prayer of favor. And guess what? Everything turned around for her. She started getting favor from my boss. Favor on our job. Favor from our friends. Favor from everybody. She prayed the prayer of favor. Because she is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through the blood of Christ Jesus. So she has a covenant, covenant promise, a covenant gift of favor. But you won't receive it if you don't know it and you don't speak it and you don't believe it and have faith in it. That's why people go to certain people for what? Prayer. Because certain people have a deep, deep relationship with God. The relationship is so deep that when they pray, I remember my my first godmother, godmother Yvonne Crook. She was a missionary. She studied at, at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. She went on to be a missionary and ended up being a nanny to one of the kings and raised the king's children. So you know that Vivonne Crook had a major impact in Africa and in the salvation of many African people. And when <laughs> she had a direct hotline to God, that's what I said. You got a direct Hotline to God. And it was pres- uh, his presence was all around her. 
She would walk into a room and peace, literally peace would saturate the room, saturate the house. I remember when she came to visit me one time. It was such an honor. I was so, I just loved Devon Cook. Just loved her. She's like one of my second mamas. And she prayed for my marriage. It was in the beginning of my marriage. And when she left, Warren and I couldn't even argue for two weeks. There was so much peace that she left behind. So it is real. Then I had another, my second uh, spiritual godmother was Velma Burns. She was Pentecostal. She also had a hotline to God. She was very different from a godmother, Yvonne Cook. You know, um, Velma Burns, godmother Velma Burns, she worked for the U.S. Postal Service, right? She um, delivered mail a good portion of her life, but eventually got an inside job with the U.S. Postal Service. And she just, just a phenomenal woman of God who knew how to pray. And I would tell her everything, tell her all the good, the bad, and the ugly. And she would pray over me. Authentic prayers. You know, just real prayers. She went on to be with the Lord like Godmother Yvonne Crook. And now I have my my first spiritual godfather, Doug Apple. And he is a man of what? Prayer. He's a man of prayer. Doug Apple actually memorizes whole chapters of the Bible. He eats the word of God daily. And the the fruit is all around him with, I think, his 14th grandchild now. Ooh, awesome. Just prayer. That's that's what's coming up on my heart today, brothers and sisters. We need to be about our father business and we need to be in prayer. The very first scripture God gave me to memorize in my walk when I cried out to God and I said, where is your power? How, where is your power, Lord? The one of the first scriptures he gave me to memorize was trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight in all your ways. Acknowledge me and I will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It should be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. When I started, all of a sudden, this pain started racking my body. I don't know where it came from. I started praying this prayer. I started praying this word of God. And I noticed the pain leaving my body. Now, you know, the enemy don't stop. So you got to be got to stay on top of it because it comes back. It's got to got to get to the point where you can spray it and it's gone for good. I'm in training. Right. But. These prayers, my mother, she in her 80s now prays these phenomenal prayers. You know, she, the word of God still bubbles up in her spirit. And she'll say, Gail, 
Jeremiah, she'll say, and we'll talk about Jeremiah, the weeping prophet and on all of that. But we've got to become, it's, it's going to be a matter of life and death. It's going to be a matter of your family having or your family having not. It's like we're getting down to the point of the 10 versions. Five were wise. Five were not wise. Five had their oil lamps filled or they were full of prayer, the presence of God, and five ran out. They both fell asleep waiting on the bridegroom to arrive, but only the five wise ones who had extra oil for their lamp was in extra intercessory prayer was able to go into the wedding feast. The other five had to leave to go buy some more oil. Right? And when they got back, the doors were locked. And Jesus said, I never knew you. Wow, man. To be a bridesmaid. And you're not invited to the wedding. You got your bridesmaid dress on and you can't even go to the wedding feast. That's 50%, guys. Half. Half of who? It's not going to be me. I'm going to be, I'm going to have oil in my lamp. I'm going to pray. It's going to make a difference. It makes a difference for your children. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my son, Joshua, and my daughter, Jordan, are alive today because of my prayers and the prayers of my mother and the prayers of the saints. And I'm alive today because of the prayers of my mother and the prayers of the saints. God is real. And he communes with us through prayer. And prayers doesn't have to be some formal, long, drawn out conversation. Some of the best prayers are just, Jesus, help me. That's a prayer. <laughs> That's right. That's a prayer. Jesus, help me. This is penetrating my spirit so the urgency of the body of Christ the urgency of people praying reading the word of God developing their relationship their intimate relationship with God and the benefits are just awesome whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed whenever I'm feeling depressed. I get depressed just like everybody else. I go into prayer. I go into praise. I go into worship. And I come out of it. We need to pray. And you need to learn the different levels of prayer. You have to develop, it's nice to develop a relationship with someone of like mind, someone of like spirit, someone with like passion for the word of God and pray with them. Pray in agreement with them. I try to always when people pray for me, I try to always turn around and pray for them because they need to be what? Re 
stored. Restored. Oh, yes. People that pray, they need to be prayed for as well. And lately, I'm finding myself, God has me praying for people that I don't even know. Um, I'll, I'll lay in the bed and God will bring somebody up in my spirit and I'll start praying for them. I don't know what's going on in their lives and none of my business what's going on in their lives. But I know one thing, God wants us to pray for one another. Marriages are just taking a major hit, as always, because Satan does not want a man or woman of God come together as one. They would rock this universe, just like the Adams could have rocked this universe in a positive way if they had not eaten from the tree, the tree of evil, good and evil, right? So, I've been praying for marriages. First of all, it starts off with a couple. That's a particular couple that my heart is getting knitted to. So, I started praying for them and, you know, I want to do things for them. I want to, they have little ones, so I want to make sure they get a date night. So, I'm offered to um, keep their kids so that they can have a date night. But then my heart expanded to all the members of the church with young kids. I know that season of young children. I was in that season. Now my children are young adults, but I have not forgotten what it, what it felt like to have those little ones running around. And then your marriage takes a hit because what's the last little juice you got in you, you're giving it to the kids. So the best gift a parent could give their children is a strong marriage. And you can't have a strong marriage if you're not intimate. And I'm not just talking about sexual intercourse. I'm talking about talking together, spending time together without the children, right? It's time to spend time together with the children, but you need to have your personal time. And then you need to have time with you and just Jesus, you and just the Father, Abba Father, you, hey, bye, hey, you and just the Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruhai Kadash. Intimacy. Intimacy is imperative for a strong prayer life. I try to start my day and end my day with God. I talk to God and I say the first thing in the morning, good morning, Daddy God, you hey, bye, hey. Good morning, Lord God, Christ Jesus. Good morning, Lord God, Holy Spirit. What's on your hearts today? How may I show my love, my gratitude, my appreciation to you this day? How may I bring glory, honor, and pleasure to you this day? Yes, God wants us to bring him pleasure. Delight ourselves in the Lord by praying, right? And as I reflect on that, then I progress throughout the day and I do, you know, my prayers and I um, lift up others and I lift up my pastors and I lift up people that are that I know are in crisis. 
<clears throat> because it's important that we think of others because other people are thinking of us. Prayer, the power of prayer. You know, you look at these powerhouses in the Bible of Christ, Peter and John and Paul, and you look at um, Smith, Smith Wigglesworth and Mother Teresa. You look at Martin Luther King. You look at these men and women of God and you see the power of prayer. The power of prayer. And it, just, it can just be one word, Jesus. Jesus. Yes. We need to understand that prayer needs to be our life's blood. And guess what? You can pray throughout the day while you're doing something on the job or while you're talking um, to someone. God may write something up in your spirit and you can just silently pray for them or softly pray something under your breath for someone. It is crucial. It is critical that we pray. Prayer is a communion. And guess what? You need to pause and be, be silent when you're talking to God. This is not a monologue. This is a dialogue. And you'll be amazed at what you will hear from God when you stop and pause and let God respond to your prayers. That's kind of where I am now. I'm trying to make sure that I set aside time of silence where God can respond to my prayers. Right? It's a form of communication. It's a way of developing a relationship. There is no relationship with God without prayer. You know, you think about your relationship with your, your spouse or your boyfriend or, you know, that you're with right now or your girlfriend that you're with right now, your significant other. It began with communication. <laughs> The, the man had to have a rap, they used to call it. He had to be able to talk. And in talking to the female, he said things that pleased her. Right? And one of the most powerful things that a man has ever said to me that really kind of rocked my world was... um. I think what what did they say? They um you're the only woman in my mind. You're the only woman in my heart. You're the only woman that I want to be with. Women like that. <laughs> they want to be the only one, right? But when you speak those kind of words, 
It's a, it's sort of like a praise. It's sort of like a prayer. So, Doctor Davis, how does that have to? What does that have to do with Jesus? Hey, Father wants to hear that too. You're my only God. I will have no other God before you. Jesus, you're my only Lord and Savior. I will not have another, no one before you. Lord God, Holy Spirit, you're my, you're my teacher. You're my comforter. There will be no, no, no other would take your place. Right? You're the only one. God wants to be the only one. And he wants you to communicate that to him. That's a prayer. A very intimate prayer. And you'll be amazed when you pray what happens, right? It's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. Well, I just want to say that Romans 10:9 if you believe in your heart that Christ Jesus is Lord and was raised from the dead and he's Lord of you and your savior you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone. On 94.1 FM Wave 94 Dr. Edith Davis Your glory God is what our hearts long for To be overcome By your presence Lord